My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker, here this month with our Athlete of the Month for October 2022, Julia Pika. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. How are you? It is about 8.15 in the morning, so one of my earlier recordings here on The Stronger Revolution. Is this early for you, or is this late for you? This is like a normal wake-up time for me. Okay. Wake-up time. So you would regularly be waking up at about 8 a.m.? Sometimes. <laughs> so I had to get you up a little extra early to come in today. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming in. Do you have coffee in your mug there? I do. What does the front of your mug say? Urban Impact. Urban Impact. Very nice. We're going to talk about that in a second. You know, for a while I tried to tell people, like make it a big deal on the podcast when somebody brought me coffee in an effort to hope that like each subsequent athlete of the month would listen and like would bring me coffee. It, it worked for like a month. And then it failed. And then nothing happened. And then nothing happened. Nobody brings me coffee anymore. That is sad. I'll bring you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's too late. We're recording now. I. It, it doesn't. It won't. It won't be the same now. It was just like you know. Here's your coffee. We're gonna sit here and, and drink coffee and talk about you. He said. True. But we're just gonna talk about you. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> urban active, urban, 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 urban impact. Urban impact. Yeah. What is urban impact? Um, urban impact is a nonprofit on the north side of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and we mostly work with inner-city youth. Okay. So it, it only applies within the city limits of Pittsburgh? Most of our students come from the north side or around the greater Pittsburgh area. Okay. Um, but we serve them in different ways. So we have an athletics department, a performing arts department, an education department, which is what I'm in. And then we have a department called Options which helps students who are in middle school and high school and into college, we help them transition and to figure out what they want to do. So is this like an, like an after-school program? Is this a during-school program? It's kind of all of the above. Okay. <laughs> we have in-school programs, and then we also have after-school programs as well. Okay. So you would go to the schools, like to Pittsburgh Public, and work with the students in the school, as opposed to like having them come to Urban Impact during the day. Kind of. We go to three of the Pittsburgh public schools for literacy support, um, for like kindergarten through fifth grade. And then we also do math support at a middle school at Schiller. And then we're also involved up at Perry during the day. Yeah. And then after like school hours and on weekends, they could be involved in like a soccer program or seven on seven football or tutoring, which is a program that I run. Okay, so you, you, you do tutoring, because I was gonna ask what kind of education you do. Yes, I run an after-school tutoring program for first through fifth grade. 
for a specific subject or is it just general? It's mostly literacy, but for older students or if a parent requests, we'll do like subject specific like math tutoring or science. Okay. Now how long have you been doing this? This is going to be my third year um, working full time with Urban Impact mm -hmm. and my second year running my program. Oh, well, very nice. Now is this, is this like a, a launching into something in education long term or was this this is the ultimate goal right now is to be in a program that gives back to the community this way. Yeah, that's a good question. So before COVID in 2020, um, our the program I oversaw was being run by someone else. And so when they transitioned out, I stepped into running the tutoring program. Okay. Um, but then because of 2020, everything shut down basically. And the primary focus was on virtual remote learning and support for students. And then last year, um, it kind of relaunched in a way. And so the goal is to kind of get back to what we were before COVID um, and to continue to serve the community and like give back to them. Okay. And so that's your, that, that this is where you want to be long-term? Yes. Okay, well, very nice. Yeah. Okay, well, wonderful. And, and you grew up here in Pittsburgh. Yes, I did. So how did you find Urban, Ur, I keep wanting to call it Urban Active. What is Urban Active? Is that a thing? Urban Active? I've never heard of Urban Active. I wonder if that's a thing, and that's why it's like stuck in my brain. Maybe it's your future I don't think so, because I think wear. it's already, uh, yeah, I, well, I, think, I think it's already like a, a gym. Maybe it was. By the way, for the listeners, you know, enjoy the music that you hear in the background. We don't <laughs> often have music on the episodes in The Stronger Revolution, but... Uh, Coach Jen is out right now doing a private training with a client, and so, you know, enjoy the music. But anyway, um, so how did you find Urban Impact then? And that's River, if you can hear her talk. We've got <laughs> River and Billy Goat here today. Be quiet, River. Thank you. How did you find Urban Impact? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, when I was in college, I was looking for an opportunity to work at a summer day camp in the city, and my friend recommended urban impact to me and I looked into it and I applied um, and within like the first few weeks of working I just really fell in love with the organization mm -hmm. and their ministry and their mission for not just the north side but also the greater city of Pittsburgh Okay. Um, and so I kind of joke around that you know I was always going to keep coming back no matter what and now I'm actually back and I'm working there now yeah. <laughs> Did you go away? Where did you go to college? I went to West Virginia University. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I know that? I don't know. A lot of people We're don't know We're fellow Mountaineers. You're That's Mountaineer? That's why I went to law school. Wait, really? Yeah. That's crazy. So we totally didn't know this. No. Oh, wow. Well, look yeah, at that. Yeah, big, big Mountaineer fan. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going to Mountaineer football. Well, I haven't gone in the last couple of years since my parents moved away, but yeah. since I could, like, walk, I've been going to Mountaineer Stadium. Really? Or Milan Puskar Stadium, which is now... They changed their Yeah, name. because Milan doesn't exist this anymore in Morgantown. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I The last game I had actually been to was during my senior year. Oh. So, like, 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm hoping to go to a football game in November. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, keep me up to date on that. I will. I, I think, need to go back. I think we're playing Oklahoma. Okay. The Sooners. Yeah. I have to. I got to go back. Morgantown always changes so much. I used oh, to joke yeah. when I was in law school that like any green area in the city 
they would tear it down and put in a parking lot. I was like, we don't need another parking, parking lot. lot. There was constant parking lots going up. And like really expensive apartments. Yep, that are really small and tiny. Yes. Yes. I remember, sorry, quick story. When I was there, they were putting in these apartments. I don't remember any of the roads now. Um, but you're leaving Morgantown, you come down to by the Applebee's, and you go right and you shoot out toward, I want to call it Corridor G, but I don't know if that's a real thing anymore. Um, but anyway, you go by the sheets, and there was like a, a Walgreens or a CVS, and you would shoot out toward like the airport. What was that called? The Mile Ground. So you go out toward the Mile Ground. The Mile Ground. Yeah, and over on the left, there were these apartments that they built when um, when I was in law school, and there was a sign up that said, starting in the low 100s. And I was like, oh, like, you know, like 100 or 200, yeah. like $300 a month rent? No, no, no. They were for sale in the low 100,000s of dollars. <laughs> I was like, I don't oh remember how gosh. I realized that. I was like, oh my gosh, we're not, we we're, we're not, not in the same, same the same page here. No, definitely not. Anyway, okay, well that's very cool then. Yeah. We're, we're, we're fellow Mountaineers. Very nice. Love that. Love meeting a fellow WV, yeah. WVU fan. Cool. Alright, so Urban Impact, um, you're there, you're hanging out, you're meeting people. Somehow, all of this comes back to you end up at Industrial Athletics. Yes. Is that somebody you knew at Urban Impact? I did. It was a good friend of mine who was going to the gym here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, AK. AK, yeah. Um, who is not here currently because she changed she changed jobs right yes and ended up not being that convenient anymore which is quite unfortunate I know we miss you AK <laughs> shout out to maybe she's listening <laughs> but you stuck around and so mm -hmm. were you doing anything pre-industrial athletics like fitness wise yeah well I was taking a few classes at like just normal gym it was kind of like you know class pass yeah, okay. Kind of like that. I was doing like some spinning classes for a while, some dance fitness classes, um, but wasn't really enjoying it as much as I am enjoying fitness now. Why? Why, why not? Like, what do you think was missing? I think what was really missing for me was the communal aspect of like getting to know people. Um, but you were in classes there. How were you missing? Like, why was there? Do you. Do you is it because they ended up not doing anything other than going to the class or like people in the class just not friendly? Like, what do you think is missing there? <laughs> no, the people are definitely friendly. I think it was more of like, I didn't, I walked in brand new and didn't know people. Okay. And so for me, it was really intimidating to go into like any gym for the first time and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I really liked that industrial athletics had community events and like did okay. things that were not just like, oh, we're, we're going to go lift weight at, you know, nine in the morning, mm -hmm. but we're also going to celebrate and do like fun themed workouts, but also we'll do things to give back to the community. Um, like the suicide walk earlier this year. Yes, that was the really suicide cool. prevention walk. The I suicide, keep having to remember to put in prevention. The suicide prevention walk, <laughs> and then we did the fall fest with carving pumpkins here. Yeah. Um, and that was just something that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, like we can work out, but we can also eat dessert and bake goods and have fun without getting too crazy. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, right. not all the time. <laughs> Okay, so you were missing the communal aspect of it. Yes. 
Um, was there anything else that you felt was lacking that... Because, I mean, like, AK's talking to you about this cool place where she goes to work out, presumably. And, yeah, she said we do some community events. But was that, like, was that, like, the catalyst when she was, like, we hang out outside of the gym. And you're, like, that's it. I'm going to go try it out. Was that it or was there more to it? There was definitely more to it. I really loved the discipline and accountability aspect that okay. I saw with not just her, but on the website as well. I saw like testimonies of people being like, this really has changed my life mm -hmm. in a way where I had people encouraging me. And I was like, that's kind of what I really needed was the encouragement and the discipline and accountability. Yeah. So what does accountability mean? Like when, when you say the word, like I, I can define it like a million different ways and it relates to the gym, but from your, pro, from your perspective, when you looked at the website and you, you saw that we provide a high level of accountability, like what, did, what stuck out? What did that mean? Yeah. So when I think of accountability, I think of it more as like a partnership. Like you are partnering with someone to help them achieve their goals. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of my goals was I knew I was strong and I knew I was capable of doing things, but I had no idea where to start, how to get started. And something I really needed was I, I needed someone who that was like what they were passionate about. That's what they enjoyed doing. And so for me, accountability is like, yeah, kind of investing in people, seeing the potential in them and helping them get there through guidance and a partnership. Um, yeah. And just like, weekly or daily accountability. Okay. So you saw that when AK was talking to you about it. Yeah. And then you came and you joined. Yes. And since joining, do you still feel like that level of accountability that you saw originally through our media, if you will, it actually exists now that you've been a member? Oh yeah. I feel like it surpassed it. Um, for me, at least anyway, it's like when I came in initially looking for accountability, now a year and a half later, it's completely, in some ways, transformed my life. Oh, nice. In some ways with like, just my lifestyle, especially with, you know, I tell people I go to the gym three times a week and they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, it's such a, it's like a part of my life now. And also just like, I don't know, just falling in love with like cooking. Mm -hmm. The past two years have been a really fun journey of me like finding recipes and cooking and doing whole foods and yeah, just really loving that aspect and being able to cook meals for others and be like, yeah, let's cook this meal together. And yeah. like, let's go get the ingredients from the market and like sit down and have this meal together. Well, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. And you've continued to work with Leslie one-on-one -on -one in two aspects. You, you've done diet nutrition with her. Yes. Right. And then... You also do our hybrid program, so you do one private training with her per week. Yes. Along with the two group classes. Yep. Um, do you think that that has worked into that accountability level of? You said partnership. Well, sure, you can go out, and you can join the partnership or the, join the class, and and yeah, the, the group coaches will will do a good job of of staying on top of you. They don't see you for a while. They reach out, but do you feel like? Even from your perspective, that higher level of accountability that you need came from those one-on-ones that you continue with Leslie. Yeah, I would say 100%. Um, having those weekly, high, like those times when I get to personally work with Leslie are opportunities for me to work on a skill 
that I really want to work on. Okay. For example, right now it's pull-ups. Yep. Um, and so that has been really cool to work with her one-on-one and build that partnership. Um, but also, in some capacity, also work on, you know, running was a big thing for a little bit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember you were working on running. And I ran two races this past year. How, how long? Were they 5Ks? Were they half marathons? What? I did my first 5K back with the Pittsburgh 5K. Wonderful. And then oh, in August, I did the Light of Life, the 4.12K. What is that? So, <laughs> <laughs> Why 4 point? Four, I've not heard of that. It's the four, Light of Life, that's over on the north side. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. So they did, because our area code is 412, uh, they made it 4.12. Okay. Yeah. So it literally is like 2.5 miles, <laughs> I think. So a little less than like a 5K. Yeah, but, but it's still by cool. like 0.5 miles. Where was that? Um,. So that one was actually like on the North Shore mm-hmm. and it kind of like started down at Heinz Field and then you run down like through River Avenue yeah, and then snake uh, around a little bit. Yeah, then you go over by the Light of Life offices and mm-hmm. then come back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. like a so, giant loop. So where where did you start with pull-ups and where are you currently? Oh yeah. So pull-ups are like one of those things that you did for like the presidential fitness. Sure. The the holds, right? <laughs> I think I yeah. think at least, like, girls had to do a, maybe boys, I don't remember, but for some reason I distinctly remember that the girls had to do a chin over the bar hold, or was it a dead hang hold? Like a I, bottom of the pull-up hold? I think it was, like, a bottom of the pull-up hold, but then also they wanted to see, like, how many, like, chin-ups you could do. Yeah, okay. And it was honestly really random, because it was like, you stopped doing them in like freshman year of high school yeah the test changed the test changed and basically it was like what is the purpose of a pull-up right for my longevity i have no idea unless i'm a gymnast which i'm not (laughs) but i was like i don't understand what the point of a pull-up is so i came to this gym not having any upper arm strength Mm -hmm. of being able to do a pull-up so the first thing I ever did was ring rows. Yeah, okay. And when I first did ring rows, I was like, this is actually kind of fun. You know, <laughs> at least for me, I thought it was kind of fun because it's like building the muscles that you do to use a pull-up, but yeah. you're, you're getting it so that one day you can do a pull-up. And so eventually I told Leslie, I really want to work on my pull-ups this year. So then I started with banded pull-ups. So I was okay. doing the black and the green banded. Yep. Um, and then slowly started to introduce like negatives into that. Um, and now I'm in the gymnastic seminar with you mm-hmm. and Kayla doing like kipping and learning that. And so I don't know if I can do a strict pull up. That would be really cool by the end of this year to be able to do a strict pull up. An unassisted strict pull up. An unassisted strict yeah, pull up. Yeah, okay. That might be asking a lot because there's only two months left of this year. And you're on black, black, can you do a black band? Pull up at the moment strict or is it still black and green assistance? So I did black and blue assistant. Oh, okay. There we go. But the goal is to do an unassisted. Yeah. Maybe in the next year. Maybe we'll shoot. I don't know. We'll work on it. I think if you continued like the pull up challenge that we're doing this month. Yeah. If you continued that through the end of the year, you'd be real close. Yes. But it is... It's, it, it's, it's difficult to progress in pull-ups that quickly because it's a very slow building strength. Yes. 
But now that I'm able to do the black and blue banded assisted pull-ups, yep. um, that's like, it's crazy in and of itself. I mean, you're progressing quickly. Yeah. You go from ring rows to black and green to black and blue. I mean, next is to get rid of the blue and you'll be on just black. Black, yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Yeah. That is great progress. I'm excited, very yeah. Nice. And then I my hope is one day someone will be like, I bet you, you can't do 10 pull-ups. And then ah. I could just be like, yes, I can. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to actually happen in my life, but I like to think that if someone ever just randomly saw me and was like, I bet you can't do a pull-up, I'd be like, I can. Yeah. And then you just bust it out. And, and then I just it. bust it out by hanging on like a tree, I don't know, or wherever I am. You can do it on a tree. Yeah. You can. It's hard. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not ideal. No, because any branch that's skinny enough for you to, like, get your hands around is just going to bow when you jump up and you grab it. So you have to, like, find a giant branch, which means your hands don't fit around it. <laughs> it gets very, it's, it's awkward. I'm just saying it's doable. So you've done this before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody finds out that I'm a CrossFit coach and they know anything about CrossFit, I get a million questions like, can you stand on your hands? Can you do a pull-up? You do a muscle up, you know, they always want to know. They want to know the most ridiculous These, thing. like, random party tricks. I'm like, yes, I can. And occasionally I'll show off maybe. And... Occasionally. <laughs> the key word is occasionally. But you will. You will be able to progress into pull-ups. Yes. So just keep at it. Don't okay. give up on it. I won't. I'm excited. Your favorite movement is deadlifts. Why? Yes, I love deadlifts. Why? Um, so I think deadlifts was one of the first weightlifting movements where I saw the ability to lift in a good form and technique, mm -hmm. but then also progress. And then I was like, wow, I can lift this much without like, I mean, there's people out there doing deadlifts and it's like probably in the wrong form. Yeah. But it's also, like, really cool to see the progress you make when you're weightlifting and good technique. You know, I started out deadlifting with the training bar, and I thought okay. that was really hard. Mm -hmm. And now I think I've done, like, 175. Okay. So training bar is 15 pounds. Yeah. And to see the progress in the past year and a half yeah. to 175 is just, like... It's a 160-pound gain. I Yeah. I think I, yeah, it was just something that, like, the movement is fun, and it's fun to, like, I don't know, just see how much you can lift, but not just that, but just, like, I don't know. No, I get it. I get it. Like, you put five more pounds on a barbell, and it's an amazing thing. Yeah, and it's kind it of, like. so cool. Yeah, you feel empowered. You yeah. feel strong. I get that way with cleans. Yeah, I don't like cleans as no? much. No, we did the competition this week, and the one whole workout was cleans. Yeah. Which wasn't the worst. I don't know. That many might, might start to get a little boring, but... Like three minutes of just cleans. Yeah. No, I, I like deadlifts. I... Or squats. Squats are fun, too. Nah, see, that's where you lose me. Mm. I'd much rather pull things off of the ground than squat with things. I think it's a fear thing. Because, like, when you're trying to pick up a really heavy deadlift... Worst case scenario is you just let it go. True. Right? If you try and do a really big, heavy, like, back squat or front squat, worst case scenario is that thing's, like, falling off your back. You're going to be buried under a barbell. I think there's this little bit of, like, this low-level fear in the back of my mind whenever I'm squatting that, like, this, this, could go, this could go wrong. This could go bad. Right? 
But yeah. not to not to not to, not to scare anybody who's listening. I mean, we this is no years of experience that it takes to build a weight to a weight that you're gonna sure that, that causes you a little bit of trepidation when you get to put on your back. Um, now, b- before you came to CrossFit, did you ever deadlift? No, I didn't even know what it was. Oh yeah, okay. There were so many terms that I was like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, deadlift was one of them. Okay. Okay. So you did you did you have a fear of like things like that? Did you, well, you said you didn't even know what they were, but I mean, you were working out at uh, and doing classes and things. Yeah. So when AK starts talking to you about deadlifting and doing barbells and things, did that did that cause you anxiety? Like coming in here, did you think, "Oh no, what are these like scary moves that I'm going to be doing?" Or were you more open to the possibility? I would say I'm more open to the possibility. I think where my anxiety lies is when I don't know how to do something, I, I, and this is like a big thing everyone struggles with, is people are afraid to ask how to do it because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what this is. How am I supposed to remember this? And then when I first started coming here, I was doing fundamentals. So I was yeah. going through the fundamentals process and I was like, I don't know how to remember all the, like, what the heck is a, a clean versus a thruster versus a deadlift, you know, like all these terms that make no sense to you. And now like they're becoming a part of your everyday language. Right. And so it wasn't like the weightlifting wasn't scary to me. It was more like, oh, this is something really new to me that I feel like I can do. Yeah. I just, I, I just need to learn and study it. And that's kind of like anything else in life. You need to learn and study. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like the privates with Leslie have helped you get over that fear faster than you think you would have if you had just gone straight into the regular class? Yeah, I would say 100% that the privates have really helped me a lot. Also, just with like a confidence in myself and my ability. Yeah. Um, I would say like a lot of people, I think their biggest fear is comparison. They see someone oh, sure. lifting you know, a hundred pounds more and they're starting fresh out at like a training bar. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is you can't compare yourself. Well, comparison is the theft of all joy. Yes, it is. And I keep telling people that and they think I'm crazy, (laughs) but it's so true because your journey in and of itself is your unique journey. So, you know, like you have to be excited about the things that you are capable of doing versus what someone else might be doing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what really has built up my confidence and I've seen it in, you know, other aspects of my life as well, is that the things I learn here in the gym are not just here in the gym. I get to take them to the workplace. I get to take them into, um, relationships with my family and friends and just build up that confidence in other people. Um, encouraging them to come to the gym uh-huh. or telling them, hey, like you can you can run this race with me. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of fun to be like the person where people are like, yeah, Julia's strong. And I'm like, yeah, I am strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get ready for the 9 a.m. class. Okay. Uh, snatches. How do you feel about snatches? Snatches aren't the worst. Okay. I like that there's like a squat element to it. Okay. Shoulder to overhead. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And bar over burpees. 
I think that's the third movement for today. Oh, is it? Yeah. You know, burpees, when I first walked in this gym, would make me run for the hills. Oh, yeah. But now I would say, voluntarily, I will do burpees. Voluntarily. But I'm probably going to regret saying that on this podcast. Because someone's probably going to be like, voluntarily, she'll do a burpee. <laughs> and I'll be like, great. I did. Well, we're going to bring back um, Stuff of Us. Did you do, were you here around, you were around for Stuff of Us last year. Well, I think we did... It a donation a, to the Moon Township, though, last year. Yes. We gathered all of the toys, and we keep a running tally of how much money we raise, and then we do burpees for oh. all of that money. So, volunteer, volunteer, you can come wow. do a bunch of burpees with us in December. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. All right, anyway. I regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of your favorite hobbies before I let you go. What are you currently reading? Ooh, what am I currently reading? Um, I'm currently on the sixth Harry Potter book. The sixth. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seventh that's divided into two. Am I right? Or yes. is it the sixth? It's the seventh that's divided into two. The seventh book is divided into two, okay. and then the sixth book is the Half-Blood Prince. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. May not be the best movie, though. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. like them all. I, the first one's kind of, they're young and Oh, yeah. It's, like, very nostalgic. You're like, yeah. oh, they're so cute getting on the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah. Just get into it. Anyway. Uh, okay, so reading Harry Potter and best coffee shop in Pittsburgh. Your opinion, where's the best cup of coffee in Pittsburgh? I will say the best cup of coffee is Commonplace. Okay. On the, on the Mexican War Streets. On and Mexican that is, War Streets. Yeah. Wait, have you been to the Commonplace um, in East Liberty? I have not. Okay. So it, it's, it's just Commonplace right now you just only go to the one on the war streets yeah because it's close to my house but i also just really love the people yeah they're i mean they're all nice everywhere yeah but because it's the closest one to my house i also just love frank who like oversees yeah frank's it. really good frank's great yeah his wife uh shoot what was her name that i thought it was going to come to me and it just escaped me do you do you know his i don't uh she used to be a member here shoot I'm a bad customer. <laughs> no, I, I want to call her Joy, but it wasn't Joy. Anyway, yeah, they used to, she used to come over here. So, but anyway, yeah, I really like Commonplace. I agree. Probably, yeah, probably the best, best cup of coffee in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, everybody go give it a shot. Everyone Support should. local businesses. Woohoo! All right. Thank you, Julia. I will talk with you very soon. We have your workout coming tomorrow. But by the time everybody listens to this podcast, it'll be over. So we'll have to get everybody's opinion. Have so. fun. Yeah, enjoy. And row, row, row. Ah, good little hint. Although, again, they already know about it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming in this morning. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. We always enjoy hearing from our Athletes of the Month. And we will be back in November with our November Athlete of the Month. And then coming up in December, all the Athletes of the Month from this year get to vote on who they think is the top athlete of the year. So guys, stay tuned. As always, thanks for listening. If you ever have any questions or you want me to do a particular episode on a particular topic, go ahead and reach out. Otherwise, have a good one.